Morning, everybody. I'm Charlie Parker. I'm alcoholic. Have you, have you, are we, have we started already? Okay. Well, um, you know, he said about wearing your name tags. I got a hot tip for this conference and a lot of other conferences you go to. How many people have you walked up to and their name tags on backwards this weekend? <laughs> Write your name on both sides. <laughs> yeah. It took me 33 years to figure that out. Yeah, so I, I'll pass that along to you for free, but uh, it, work, it works great. Yeah, I'm full of bright ideas. I, uh, you know, um, I'm really happy. It's always encouraging to see people come back. Uh, you know, there's, there's, always, there's always this fear that you're going to walk in the next morning and go, well, there's nobody here. You know, um, but uh, it's good to see all you guys. Good to see Tom and Alice. We get, they just moved here from uh, Pennsylvania. They've been down here since January. So they're, uh, uh, make them welcome. They say they love the AA here. but Stand up, stand up so they can look at you guys. Come on. <laughs> they are old friends of ours from Pennsylvania, and he, he's been transferred down here for a while. But, you know, and, and I'm going to cover a little housekeeping while we're here. You may have seen people coming up signing the email list. That's wonderful. I'll, we'll get those typed in with sometime within the next nine months. And, uh, and, and, uh, and, and I have a big bundle of stuff uh, that I send out. We don't carry a ton of literature with us around to conferences, mainly because it's heavy and you have to pay for printing and stuff. So we just send out this huge bundle of stuff afterwards. It has written stuff, some stuff I've written. Most of it's just stuff that I agree with, you know, and uh, uh, there's some links to some recorded stuff and Mark Houston recordings and uh, different things. Um, you may have seen us stamping the big book and... Uh, you might wonder, what, what are they doing? Is that just a silly exercise where we get to meet everybody? Well, there is that. I enjoy that. Sometimes it's a tough during the break because I don't get to pee. Uh, you know, you know, we take a 10-minute break, and I spend the whole time stamping books. But uh, what are we doing with that? You know, and, and I want to I say it before I forget about it. because And, and hopefully later when we get to uh, some of the... Um, 10th and 11th step. Now, you might wonder, you know, I think Katie said it last time, but, you know, we used to do one, start at step one and go through, and what we found is by the time we got to 10 and 11, people were fried, and they were shot, and and so just intuitively one time, Katie said, I always start with step one. She said, I'm going to do the 10th step tonight because uh, so many people need a, to kick that up a notch. A friend of mine in, in New Jersey says we should put the word actually in front of the steps, you know, it would say like, actually made amends to all persons we had harmed, you know, you know, you know, it's like, you know, actually continued to take personal inventory, you know, like, no kidding, we really did it, you know, we did, didn't just approve of it in theory, we were actually doing it, you know, and, and, and so, uh, Katie did a great job with 10 last night, but this, this thing about the circle and triangle, um, it was an ancient symbol, it was take, for, and it was taken out of the big book mid-1994 between some copy, for some copyright violations. And it, it turns out that if you have a patent, you can decide whether you want to defend it or not. If you think somebody, with a copyright, they were duty-bound to defend And, and this, this circle and triangle is kind of an ancient spiritual symbol, and it's, you see it on the lids at gas stations and um, all different places, you know, and, but... but they wind up spending a bunch of money suing the chip companies and stuff, and we're not trying to get into all that in AA. And, and they formed an ad hoc committee. You know, another thing it took me 30 years to figure out, an ad hoc committee is a committee that has just got one 
item that they're focused on. They, they make a little committee for that. It didn't go through the literature committee. It didn't go through anything like that. They just went into this little committee. They came out and said, you know what, we're pulling it. And they, and they pulled it out of the big book, midnight. And how many people here have a, I saw one last night, have a book that has it from the factory? See, not, not that many. There was a, years last night had it from 1990. They didn't take it out because they disapprove of it or it's going against their values or anything. They just took it out so they didn't have to argue with anybody. We're putting it back in the big book, one book at a time, you know, with this, with this little stamp. And, and you know, it's, it has the three side, you know, it's funny, one of my sponsors makes fun of me for saying uh, the three-sided triangle. It's like... He goes, you know, Charlie, that's the best kind of triangle there is, you know, it's a three-sided triangle. But, but, uh, <laughs> but the, the three sides of the triangle make up the 36 spiritual principles of Alcoholics Anonymous. And you've got, on the left side, you have unity, and that's the fellowship of Alcoholics Anonymous. And in uh, the 12 spiritual principles, and if you come up during the break, you can take a picture of my, that page out of my book or something, because I like to write this in there, because... On the left side for unity, it says the body, found in, because it's body, mind, and spirit, found in the fellowship, and the 12 spiritual principles that govern the, the fellowship side are the 12 traditions of Alcoholics Anonymous. And then on the other side, you have service, it says the spirit, carrying the message, and the 12 spiritual principles that govern that side of the triangle are the 12 concepts of world service. And then at the base of it is recovery, the mind, and, and that's found in the big book from pages 25 to 164, Roman numeral 25 to 164, and the 12 spiritual principles that govern that are the, are the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. So you have three sides, and you have 12 spiritual principles for each side. So the, the circle represents 36 spiritual principles that make up you know, our whole thing. And if you get those three things working together, body, mind, and spirit, we become whole. And there's been tons of people that have tried to stay sober on one side of the triangle, you know, maybe just going to the meetings. And uh, if you're like me, that works right up till it quits working, you know, and, and, and you get to live in the bedevilments and, uh, and, and, and until you drink or blow your brains out. It's a wonderful package. And, and, uh, and, and, and the bonus part of it is everybody associated with you gets to be miserable too. It's just a, it's an all-encompassing package. But and then I've seen people try to stay sober just off of service, you know, and, and they're super active in service and all they're doing is service. And once they rotate out of their last position, they have a hard time falling back into just being a rank and file AA member. And then, the, then there's people that are just doing, but so if you do, so the problem I had for a long time was I was working one side of the triangle, but I was hoping for the results of all three. So, um, and later when we get into the deal, no, I'm going to do it right now. I talk about this circle and triangle exercise I do with my guys. And a lot of times, you know, I've talked last night about the common solution meeting at my house on Thursday night. And a lot of times what we'll do is we'll just do a little circle and triangle check, you know, check in. Where we go, Tony, do a circle and triangle check in, you know. And the guys will go, okay, let's see, unity. I went to a... I went to Bridge to Shore this week. I went to Northland. I went to the Primary Purpose Group. I, went, I think I went to four meetings this week. I went to coffee with the guys after t uh, two of them. So, you know, that's where I'm at with fellowship. And then service. I'm, I'm the coffee maker at PPG. I'm the treasurer at this, you know, and, uh, and, um, and I'm uh, sponsoring four guys and, and stuff like, you know, I do a service commitment out at the so-and-so treatment center on Wednesdays. That's where I'm at with service. And then recovery. Let's see, I did... Uh, four evening reviews this week and and uh, probably 
six morning meditations, and, and I think I did two step, ten steps this week. And you can get a pretty good bead on where a guy's at um, by doing a little circle and triangle check-in. It's a, it's an interesting exercise to do because it's funny. I can't even tell you how many times. I mean, sometimes sponsors make stuff sound so simple and uh, it's insulting. You know, I uh, and, and but it's it's amazing how many times a guy will call me and he's struggling and we'll talk about what he's got going on and we'll do the circle and triangle and I go, now let me see if I get this straight. <clears throat> You're not doing anything. And you don't feel very good. <laughs> and they're like, well, I would have told the story a little different than that. But, you know, I, you know, I love, you know, don't you hate it when the sponsor doesn't really listen to the story? You know, I mean, <clears throat> I had one tell me a long story the other day, and I pointed out how selfish and thoughtless and inconsiderate it was. And he goes, okay, hold up. He goes, I'm going to tell the story one more time and pay attention this time because this, this is really simple. You know, <laughs> you're going to see that it was not my fault, you know, so... Um, so let's get rolling. Katie, uh, we, did, we did a little step one, a little bit of step two. We don't spend a ton of time in step two. There's a whole lot of, but, uh, but we, don't skip the chapter we agnostics just because you're not agnostic. It's, it's one of the most powerful pieces of spiritual literature out there, and it just goes deeper and deeper the more you read. Can everybody hear me okay? So what we're going to try to roll into today is right in the third step. Yes. Good morning, darling. My God, you look amazing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Some of you guys, how many guys, how many people were not here last night? Okay. Well, welcome. We're, we're super glad you're here. And how many in the room today have less than six months of sobriety? Welcome. That's, yeah, yeah. Now, Okay, uh, how many have between six months and five years? By show of hands. All right. How about between five years and ten years? Excellent. Ten to twenty. That's a big jump. Nice. Okay. And uh, twenty to thirty? That's a nice one. And how about over thirty years? That's awesome. I think that's the fastest sobriety countdown I've ever done. But, uh, hey, I'm burning up minutes up here, you know. I, 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 yeah, I really, I wanted, to, I wanted to do the circle and triangle and the name tags off timer, but I, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I swear one time somebody fell off the end of the stage and we're like, oh, is that going to count against my time? You know, that's... <laughs> Great, yeah. All the attention's on them now, you know. And their broken leg. One time Katie was speaking at a treatment center and a guy on the third row had a grand mal seizure. And uh, and I swear to God, one of the guys looks at Katie and goes, just go ahead and keep talking. <laughs> She's like, oh, sure, yeah. We're all going to be really focused on me. Yeah. Um, let me get out my glasses. Okay, morning, everybody. Let's get this party started. You know, one of the things that's exciting about, you know, like I said, I had my biggest spiritual awakening at 17 years of sobriety. And that sounds crazy, but, uh, but we're going to talk about that a lot. And, and, you know, having a new experience, we're all about, you know, kicking this thing up a notch and, you know, that there's more available and, and, and stuff like that. Is it possible? That's why, I mean, we were over in Spain. Now, don't, 
believe me, sometimes it's undershirt Iowa and you know armpit Indiana, and but uh, but I mean there were there's some that are pretty cool, and we got to go to Spain to do a thing, and and and, uh, and it was amazing. They were not down with the big book at all, and 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 or God, you know. And I'm like, what do you call your meetings, you know? Uh, it's funny because you know you heard people there for there was a movement there for a while, like going, we should not talk so much about God because you'll run off the newcomers and stuff. And I'm like, all we have to offer is that identification that we talked about last night of one alcoholic identifying and power. I mean, that's 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 our stock and trade identification and power. And I was like, if we're going to compromise one of our basic tenets to keep from running off newcomers, maybe we should lighten up on the not drinking part of AA, you know? It's like, <laughs> that, that runs off more newcomers than anything, you know? It's like... You know, it's like, just don't drink so much, you know, uh, you know, uh, but, but we were over there and, and it kind of developed over the weekend. It was like, how many of you have, you know, are currently married? And it was a shockingly low number. We didn't see that coming. And then later on, it was like, how many of you know somebody that's drank with long-term sobriety? And, and lots of them. And then how many of you know somebody who's committed suicide in sobriety? And it was a bunch, you know, and so we were, so we, we were like, because these people were not down with the book, and what are these yanks going to tell us about the book and, and stuff? And we're like, well, it, but if we, if we can't be in a relationship successfully, I mean, personally, I've proven I'm not afraid to commit. I've been married four times, but uh, uh, if, if, we, if we can't be in a successful in a relationship, if we're drinking with long-term sobriety, if we're blowing our brains out, is it possible that there might be more available than what we're getting out of just going to the meetings, you know? And, uh, and we, it, we were able to soften some of them up, you know? I mean, these guys were like, <laughs> you know, it was, a, it was a tough crowd over there. Uh, and one girl started the women's meeting, and she goes, uh, we're not going to use the big book or God uh, because... Uh, in this meeting because the big book is outdated and irrelevant. And we're like, okay. That's another one where they're going, what do you call these meetings then? You know, it's a, but anyway, when you meet somebody, my, excuse me, my target audience a lot of times is either people, the people that I seem to wind up working with are people that have been in and out of AA for a long time and or People that are in AA for a while and they're not doing very well, and that, that's there's that's a big market, you know. I, I, there's a lot of message for the newcomer in Alcoholics Anonymous, but I'm sick of losing what we call middle management, you know, the the five to twenty year people that that drift away and 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 bad things happen, and and to be able to tell that person that there's more available is a big message, you know. And having had that experience. Uh, it's it, you have to figure out how can I get around the ego? How can you? We that's why we use the path of consideration and those, so, some of those sorts of things where we go, is it possible that? Or I'd like to offer for your consideration that maybe because when you come at me, if you come at me with something that differs from my belief system, or God forbid, you come at me with something that differs from what my beloved sponsor taught me, my ego goes into self-defense and and so now it's not about the issue anymore it's the ego fighting for its life because when you come at me with something different i only got two ways to go with it i either can consider what you're saying or i can blow you up and i can promise you it's easier for me to blow you up you know just my dad had a defense for any argument didn't matter what we were talking about if it got to an uncomfortable point he'd just go 
Oh, bull. We're done, you know. <laughs> you know it's like, so, I've, and and we and so, what is it? What is involved in this? I talked about my first approach to the steps the last night, where it was just, "Are you alcoholic? Do you believe there could be a God? Let's get you down on your knees and do the third step prayer." And then write an inventory, and I didn't really know what I was looking for. So now, what are we talking about doing? That's what we want to get into today: is this new experience? This, you know, what what is it? Because I, I missed this for 17 years. So when we when we have that piece of AA called "How It Works" that we read, and in, in I call it the most often read, least listened to portion of the big book. You know, we we read how it works at every meeting, and most and most of us, it's a, a lot of us, it's the closest we ever come to meditation because my my mind about the time they go, rarely have we seen a person fail. You know, I go out into the ether, and then about the time they go, B that probably no human power could have relieved our. And I think that's why they've started chanting, you know, at the, at the end of it is to wake us up, you know. As I go, come on, come on, back to the room. You know, I don't have time to talk about the chanting, but I might at some point. I'm, I'm not a big fan. I haven't heard a lot of it here, but, you know, a lot of the meetings they started going, like, I don't know what, somewhere along the line we started chanting like a bunch of kids at summer camp, you know. And, and uh, you know, it's like, you know, God could and would if we saw principles before personalities and, and uh, you know, um, and then, like, at the end, I said I wasn't going to talk about it. I'm talking about it. Um, you know, and then, like, at the end of the Lord's Prayer, you know, I mean, I always picture the new guy coming in going, God, I'd like to quit drinking whiskey, but do I really have to do all this shave and a haircut, two bits, you know? And, you know, so, you know because cause when I came in, it was like they'd finish the Lord's Prayer and they'd go, uh, keep coming back. And you're like, okay, all right. And then after a little while, they started going, keep coming back, it works. And you're like, Okay, all right. And then after, you know, keep coming back. It works if you work it and you're worth it. So work it. And I'm just, oh, for God's sake, you know. You know, you know, and, and, you know I'm just going to say this one time and I'll be done. You know, turns out, amen is a kick-ass way to end a prayer. You know, I mean, you know. <laughs> <It's> like, <sighs> <laughs> for the new people, I'm just saying you don't have to do it. It's it's optional. You know, I don't do it. I mean, it's funny. You know, when I say amen, and, it's, and sometimes they, you know, they, you know, they but, but you're just like, I ain't saying it. I ain't down with it. You know, and and even one of my, you know, some of my crew at home started saying stay, and that's kind of powerful. But I'm like, but that's still chanting. You know, I mean, you're all in or all out, you know. So I had to, you know, the guys did not like it when I came down on that one. But um, what are we talking about? Because well, I'll talk about some of that later. Oh. I, uh... oh, my God. I'm just warm up act for Katie. I, you know, she's she's bringing the heat. I always say Katie, I always say Katie's like getting a drink from a fire hose. You know, sometimes you... Sometimes you get a little more than you were expecting, you know, but, uh, but, but I've, I've been fascinated by Katie for 34 years. I mean, we were literally best friends for 20 years and then to, to be a couple. And, and I have guys come up to me all the time. And after she'll give a talk, guys will come and go, oh, I couldn't handle Katie. And, and I'm like, that's too bad, dude. She's an excellent wife. I mean, but you're probably right. You probably couldn't handle her, you know. I mean, seem a little wimpy to me, but I, uh, I, uh, uh Thanks for saying that, though. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's just tacky, isn't it? Um, Actually, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, should I start my timer now? No. Okay. Uh, 
So when somebody comes to me, my favorite example was Katie was giving a talk somewhere in Oklahoma one time. And this, when we talk about untreated alcoholism, if I suffer from alcoholism the way it's described in this book, and the only treatment that we know of for this is working the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous on a continuous basis, and all I'm doing is occasionally going to meetings, I'm not treating my alcoholism, so it makes sense that I would be displaying signs of untreated alcoholism. And what and what are we talking about? Because it's not a small thing. You know, we forget something because we have so much fun in these meetings, and I love drunks. I love the people of Alcoholics Anonymous. You are my tribe. I mean, I, I can feel people in this room. You know, uh, uh, there was a guy here last night. I said, I'm going to give you the highest compliment I can give to anybody I meet in AA. And that's when I look at somebody and go, oh, I believe I would have drank with that guy. You know, uh, you know, uh, you can feel it from across the room, you know. And, but Katie gave this talk in, in our, uh, one time and this guy came up to me and he said, can we talk? And I said, sure. I said, what's going on? And uh, he says, well, I'm 16 years sober and, and I'm not thinking about drinking, but I can't shake this thought of killing myself. And I said, we should go sit down. And uh, I mean, that's the way untreated alcoholism shows up in, 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 in some of our real cases, you know. And uh, so when we went and sat down, I went through the steps. I have a little exercise I do called working the steps backwards, where I sat down with this guy and I said, you know, so I start from 12. And I go, uh, tell me, are you sponsoring anybody? You, you got anything? No, no, it's been a while since I sponsored anybody. What about your prayer and meditation? Do you do any kind of evening review? No. No, uh, any kind of prayer and meditation. Well, every once in a while I'll read the 24-hour day book, you know, but, I mean, not much. And, and then I go, what, do you do any kind of a spot check inventory in the 10th step? Do you, you know, have any guys you call and talk about when you get scared or resentful or afraid? I mean, uh, you know, selfish? No. No, and I go, tell me about your men's process. He goes, well, I made, you know, the ones to like my wife and my mother and, and stuff, but most of them are, are still there, and, and I, and, uh, we don't even need to talk about six and seven, but I said, uh, I said, how long since you wrote inventory? And he said, 16 years. You know, and I had the same sponsorship. You know, my my first sponsor said, you only ever write one inventory. If you ever write, if you write more than one inventory, you're just bragging and stuff like that. And you don't have to tell a guy like me that more than once. I'm like, I'm out. You know, I I didn't enjoy the first one that much. You know, and and, and while it's true that if you did a thorough four column fourth step, did a, a great fifth step for somebody who can really dig deep, carry those observations into six and seven, take it to God, go out and make amends for everything, and then do a tenth step throughout every day, and anytime those four things pop up, you act on it just like it says in the book, and then you take that into evening review, and the next morning you do morning meditation, and you go out into the day spiritually connected, you could never have to do another four-column inventory for the rest of your life. And if you do that, we will build a statue in your honor in, in front of the general service office in New York, you know, because, because most of us, you know, I had one guy, he goes, well, I don't resent my partner. He goes, I mean, it kind of bugs me that, he, you know, I give him half a million dollars a year and he doesn't do anything. And I said, well, then let's do a bugs me inventory, you know, because the ego's a shapeshifter. You know, it, wants to, it, wants, it knows I'm not supposed to be resentful, so it just, it's smugly superior. Or, or these people bug me. Or, you know, that sort of thing. So in the uh, hour I have left, um, so, the, well, the Oklahoma guy, we, we said that we did, we went through this work, and uh, uh, I watched him have a transforming spiritual experience as a result of this work. I, uh, 
it hits me hard when I think about it because this guy cleaned up stuff that had been with him, you know, for a long, long time. And, and you watch this guy get set free and, 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 and you know, the results of this work. I, I may talk about it some during this weekend, but to be able to have something to offer is a real, it, either to have that experience or be able to tell somebody about that experience is a super powerful deal. And for me, it starts right here on page 60. And, and we talk about this a lot. Because when I said that we went right, my first sponsor, we went right from A, that we're alcoholic, the ABCs, we went right to the third step prayer. And it's a very common experience in Alcoholics Anonymous. And, and so that's, when I talked about that guy saying he went back to his room to see if his book really said the stuff I was talking about, that's the stuff we're going to be talking about here. Because you know? look at the first line after A, B, and C. It says, being convinced we were at step three. Being convinced of what? A, B, and C. So if, if being convinced of A, B, and C means I'm at step three, that tells me that A, B, and C must do a pretty good job of summing up one and two. A, that I'm alcoholic and could not manage my own life. Now we know what that means. You know, the physical allergy coupled with the, with the mental obsession, the mental blank spot, the spiritual malady, and all this. And then... And then uh, um, B, that probably no human power could have relieved my alcoholism. My boss, my sponsor, my wife, my best friend, my counselor are not going to be able to relieve my alcoholism in the long run. And C, that God could and would if he were sought. And it says, being convinced we were at step three, which is that we decided to turn our will and our life over to the care of God as we understand him. I love that Katie mentioned last night, on page, back on page 29, at the top of the page, it says, further on, clear-cut directions are given showing how we recovered. That's a promise. That's one of the promises in the big book. I'm, if I got it the way you're describing it, I'm going to be interested in clear-cut directions, right? And so it goes into this, and it says, a lot of times, we talked about turning statements into questions out of the big book. Sometimes when I look at this stuff in the book, I think about what would be a fair question for this guy to ask, right? If I'm sitting with my newcomer guy, and I go, okay, Otto, we want you to turn your will and your life over to the care of God, right? I think it would be a fair question for him to go, okay, I'm willing, but what do you mean by that? And what do you want me to do? I don't, I don't get it. And, and so it's going to spend the next two pages talking about what we mean, and then it's going to shift over to what we do. And this deal we're about to make in the third step drives the rest of my recovery from now on. So it's kind of, But I skipped it because we went right from see that God could and would to the, to the third step prayer. It says the first requirement. Turns out there's a requirement for step three. You know, and it's and and I'm telling you, I'm saying, have you ever been looking at your book and had a line just go whoop, up like that? I read this line at 17 years, and it says the first requirement. Now I like to go first person in this paragraph. The first requirement is that Charlie be convinced that Charlie's life run on self-will can hardly be a success. Let me tell you something. Not only was I not convinced of that, that line had never touched me. And the reason, you, and the way you would have been able to tell that that line had never, that I wasn't convinced would have been by following me around. If you follow me around, and go, is this a guy that is convinced that his life run on self will can hardly be a success, or does it seem like this is a guy that thinks, boy, now that you got the booze off of me, I'll take it from here, right? You know, God's awesome. I just don't need him today, 
You know, I, mean, I don't need him with the IRS. I don't need him with my marriage. I don't need him with my thing at work. I don't need him with my thing at kids. But if I ever run up against, we do a little exercise called current agnosticism sometimes at the table on Thursday nights. And it's, we'll talk about what problem areas you're having. And then we'll, the current agnosticism exercise is what areas of your life are you not bringing God into at this point? And it, it's an amazing exercise because you can't see a picture when you're in it, you know, and we fall sound asleep and don't even know it. And one time the boys from Colorado were in the town. We were going to the man-to-man conference the next day, and one of these guys I really like, and we did the current agnosticism exercise, and he goes, my God. And we're like, what? He goes, well, the three areas of my life that I'm not bringing God into are my job, my marriage, and my kids. And we're like, but other than that, nothing big, right? You know, you know, you know, you know. And, you know, and so it's amazing how many times what's the problem area in my life is also on my current agnosticism list. So it says, on that, on that basis, now basis is a word that, as I study the book uh, intently over the years, there are words that come out of the book that seem prominent, that seem like they meant a lot to Bill. One of them is basis, one of them is principles, and one of them is demonstrate, and I've I've, been, I've chased those words around the book uh, a few times. And, we're gonna, and, and the word basis is a very interesting term. Bill used it a lot. And the basis of something is the fundamental. Pr- we also in our group we have about 225 people on Tuesday night at our group, and uh, we keep an, an old dic- like a 1936 Big Book era dictionary up there. So if you want to see what a word means or what it meant at the time they're writing the Big Book, we look it up. And one of the words was basis, and it said the fundamental principle of something, or uh, no, the foundation of something, or its fundamental principle is its basis of something. And so, and, it, and they, he uses basis, basic, basically a lot in here, like in the benevolence. He doesn't say was not a solution to these benevolence. He says was not a basic solution to these bedevilments. We're not trimming the branches of my problems anymore. We're looking for a basic solution that'll take care of all that stuff. And, it, you know, like in the fear inventory, it says we were now on a new basis, right? So what basis are we talking about here? The basis that I got this, right? I'm running this deal, you know? And, and I mean, it may be going poorly, but I'm running it, you know? I mean, the, the, am I the only one that sees great value in that? You know, and, you know, it's like, it may be terrible, but I'm in charge, so back off, you know. And, and, uh, and it says, on the basis of self-will, or it just says on that basis, we're almost always in collision with something or somebody, even though our motives are good. So now it brings my motives into play, right? And, you know, the thing I've seen about sponsoring a bunch of men over a bunch of years is that men, hear me out on this one. We don't think we should be in trouble if we weren't trying to hurt you. Does that make sense? You know, so I'm always talking about my motives, you know. And Katie would go, you know, you really hurt my feelings, you know, when you said that in front of all those people and embarrassed me and, and stuff like that. And I go, oh, but I, I, I wasn't trying to hurt your feelings. She's like, look, look right in here. Look right, look right in there. You see anybody that gives a flip whether you were trying to hurt my feelings or not? You know, but I didn't mean to. Does that sound familiar? I didn't mean to. But it doesn't matter what I meant to do or what my motives were. The fact is, I hurt her feelings and I embarrassed her and stuff like that. But that's that. I work with guys all the time, and they're like, "But I wasn't trying to do that. I was just." So it says, "I'm on. A, I'm almost always in collision." Even though my motives are good, if you want to see good motives get punished, just sometime between meetings, go to your home group and rearrange the furniture. <laughs> just see how that goes. You know. 
I was just trying to get some light into the room or something, you know. I mean, it's like you, we can't buy a new coffee pot without people throwing a fit, you know. And I used to say, I, I always say, I used to be young and resisted authority. Now I'm old and I, I resist change, you know. It's like I want everything just like it is, you know. But but it says now, even though my motives are good, so so I can't trust. My, and then it says, most people try to live by self-propulsion. Now. Did anybody read, am I the only one that read this actor thing and was like, what? You know, did anybody not get much out of this actor for a long time? Just me. Okay. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, I really appreciate that. Um, it says, each person is like an actor who wants to run the whole show. He's forever trying to arrange. Now, you know what I didn't understand about this actor for a long time? You know why he's such a problem? Because he's just an actor. He's not the director. He's not running anything. His job is to stand on the X, and when they when it's your cue, you say your line and shut up. You're not, you know. But this guy, what does this guy do? He wants to arrange. Imagine if we're doing a little play here, and my line when Julia Roberts comes in and she's walking over to George Clooney, and I've got water. As she comes by, I'm supposed to say, "Good morning. Would you like a glass of water?" Right? That's it. And then they go, "Action!" And I look around and I go, "What? Hold." Hold up, hold up, hold up. Cut, 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 cut. You know, I don't like the way this is going. I don't like the, I don't like the way she's coming in there. There's too much light behind her. That dress is terrible. Uh, you know, and I really think, I don't, I don't think, I think I need more lines. And, uh, and really, if, if you think about it, we don't even need George Clooney. I can take it, you know, you know, and, the, you know, and the director's up there going, who is this Nimrod? You know, I mean, he's just supposed to say, would you like a glass of water? You know, but, but I want to arrange the lights, the ballet, the scenery, and everything the way I want to go. Now you see how he's starting to be a little bit of a problem? Is it starting to feel like maybe the way we show up a little bit? You know, it says the lights, the ballet, the scenery, and the rest of the players in his own way. Now here's the second piece of this thing, is my delusion. It says... If his arrangements, now, you know, it's funny. You hear people that'll go like, oh, you're controlling. You need to go to Al-Anon, you know. And, and I'm not going to say no alcoholics need to go to Al-Anon, but the last thing Al-Anon needs is a bunch of untreated alcoholics in their rooms <laughs> tr trying to figure out how to manage their lives, you know. I mean, you know, so, uh, but it, listen, because if, if, see if this doesn't sound like control. It says, if his arrangements would only stay put. If only people would do as he wished, the show would be great, right? So I know it went bad, but but it's because y'all won't take your act right pills. If I could just, if I could, if I could just get everybody to act right, this thing would have been different. You know, I had these wonderful motives over here. So what happens is, when we start talking about selfishness, the first place you'll be able to spot selfishness is in others. I'm blind. Oh, it's boys. It's obvious in others, but I am blind to it in myself. And you know why I can't see it in me? Because I got this funnel that I made, and and one side of it is my motives, right? Which I want to talk about. The other side of it is this delusion I had that if you guys had just done right, it would have gone a lot better. Now I'm trying to create Charlie Topia, but you guys are all. <laughs> You're all invited, you know. I got everybody cut in on this deal. It would have been, you know, it says, the, if, if only my arrangements, the show would have been great. Everybody, including me, would have been pleased. See, that's the delusion I have, is that, you know, so when I take this funnel made up of my motives and that delusion, and I run my actions through that funnel, when they come out the bottom, about the worst I'm ever going to give myself is about an A minus, right? Now, the problem is when you foul up, I don't run your actions through the funnel. 
It's, when you screw up, it's an outrage and I demand justice. Me, I want slack. You, you need justice. You know, because I don't, so, so I, that's, we're going to work with that a lot going through this inventory process and stuff is where I look at it and go, I could have been either guy in, the, in this beef. I could have been the one, but I, but, but I got these sterling motives and stuff, so I don't even see it until I 10th step it with somebody and they point out to me, you know, how selfish I was and that sort of thing. So it says, here comes what I call the toolkit of self-will. We're on the top of 61. Okay, good. I can move in 10 minutes. Oh, I thought you said 10. Um, in trying to make these arrangements, our actor may be sometimes quite virtuous. This is what I call the toolkit of self-will. This is me trying to see if any of this sounds familiar. This is me trying to get to, I'm like a halfback in the open field trying to juke and jump because it says, in trying to make these arrangements, our actor may sometimes be quite virtuous. Right? I may be kind, considerate, patient, generous, even modest and self-sacrificing. Right? Unless what? Unless that ain't working. Right? And then it says, on the other hand, he may be mean, egotistical, selfish, and dishonest. But as with most humans, he's more likely to have varied traits. So I'm always working this deal, you know, of trying to get things to go my way. But like this guy over here, I can yell at this guy and get him to do what it overbearing and I can you know and I can get him to do what I want by yelling. Now Tony won't take that. So what's Tony gonna get? Tony's gonna get God dang Tony, man, you're the one guy that understands what we're trying to do here. You know, I just I wish I had more friends like you, you know, I mean, you know, because we could really make some happen if it wasn't for these knuckleheads. You know, and Ray Charles can see what I'm doing, you know, I mean you know, for the younger people, Ray Charles was a blind musician from uh, back in, uh, we, we just did a, a workshop in Albany, Georgia. It was the birthplace of Ray Charles. They had a, a, a statue of him playing the piano that played 24 hours a day. Anyway, anybody can see that this guy is trying to get things to go his way, right? You know, and, 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 and it's a, it says, what usually happens? The show doesn't come off very well. I swear to God, most of the time I get a 10th step call from a sponsee, we could go right here to page 61, you know, and you just go, let me guess, the show didn't come off very well today. And they're like, no, it didn't, you know, and I was trying to make this go, you know, and it, and it says, so what happens? It says, I begin to think life doesn't, now look at all the stuff that I skipped for so long. It says, I begin to think life doesn't treat me right. How many people by a show of hands in the last two weeks have felt like you weren't treated properly? Okay, um, it says, I begin to think life doesn't treat me right, so what do I do? I decide to exert myself more, right? On the next, it's kind of like I talked about blowing up that marriage at, at four and a half years and backing up for the appropriate amount of time before I got into another relationship. 16 days, and boom, I go right into another marriage, and it says, on the next occasion, I may be more um, generous, I decided to exert myself. I'm more demanding and more gracious. Still, the play doesn't suit me, right? Admitting I may be somewhat at fault. If I was going to get rid of one term in Alcoholics Anonymous, it would be, the, I don't know if this would be the first one, but it would be the term my part. You hear people say, well, I looked at my part. Like my delusional self-centered self is capable of seeing my part, you know, on, a, on an objective basis. Because if there's a beef between me and somebody at work, let me tell you, here's the beef. 
and there's my part. You know, and, and, and sometimes I think if I apologize for my part, that'll grease the skid so you can come with your part, you know. And, I, and have you ever made a mess to somebody? And they go, you think, well, this will make it easier for them. when it started. And they go, well, I'm glad you finally saw that. You know, and you're like, seriously? You got nothing for me? You know, you know so um, this is a great place. If there was just somebody I could hand this over to at this point. Um, Katie, why don't you take over from here? All right, thank you. Uh, <laughs> Wonderful job, honey. Hey, you know.